What it do, folks? What it do? Team No Sleep in the building. What is this? It's uh, April nineteenth, after the day after tax day. <laughs> talk to me, talk to me, Monta. You still got a couple of nickels in your pocket, man? I don't. Oh uh, man, not too many, man. But you know, <laughs> I could, I could, I could, I could turn it. I could turn fifteen cent into a dollar. Still, I think I'm, I'm still I'm all right. But uh, wait for these gas prices to kind of take man, a dump see, one of these days. There you go, right um, there. Already talking about bad news. Talking about bad yeah, news. But no, 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 no. It's a good. It's a good thing, man. I'm blessed to be able to be able to fill my tank up. So it ain't bad news. It's just mm. you know, I'm thankful for the blessings. I love that I'm able that. to do it. So. Uh, I can't complain, man. Just so you know, God is good as usual. Blessed for us to have another week, man. You know, let's talk about some things to kind of um, get us get it rolling. That's true. That's true. Uh, all right, I see folks chiming in in the comments. Good to see you. Good to see you, sir. Uh, good to see everyone as well. If there's some new folks chiming in, love to know where you're chiming in from. So put that in the comment as well. We got a packed show, like we always do. Got got a lot of. Um, I'm going to say we got a lot of good, but then again, we got a lot of bad too. So we got a lot of things to talk about tonight, but um, we're, we're fortunate enough to have a guest that's going to join us here tonight. So uh, shouts out to Mr. Stephen Bardo, right? Stephen Bardo is a college basketball analyst, sports broadcaster with Fox sports and the big 10 network. He also covers the NBA for Yahoo and is a color analyst for the Chicago sky of the WNBA. This man has been around the block a few times. Also been dribbling the ball on the court himself, too. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, Steven actually is an Emmy Award winner. He received an Emmy for uh, his coverage of the Chicago Marathon. Uh, he has worked with ESPN, covering various, various college sports, basketball events, and he is frequently out there messing with. We got to talk to him about Stephen A. If he's been if he's been out there on, on first take, we got we got to talk to him about that. So, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Steve, without further ado, Stephen Bartle, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well, fellas. Hey, that's a great <laughs> intro. I appreciate that. No worries. I hope I didn't make too much of it up though. But you, you know, I I just I be shooting off the cuff. You never you never know what I'm gonna talk about here on Team No Sleep. But. Yeah, that's all good. Checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. So. <laughs> yeah, that's how we do. I love we it. We got to give our roses, man. We got to give our roses out to people that earn it. That's for sure. Yeah, Definitely. I appreciate, I appreciate that. So, listen, uh, Stephen, we appreciate you for joining. I need to give shouts out to the man who actually put us in contact. I, I hate doing it, but Steve Worthy. Okay, man. Shouts out to you uh, for, for putting us together. Montel, check this out. Steven knows Bracey. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So you know, six, de six degrees or three degrees of separation, yeah, right? We all we all kind of uh, grew up with uh, with Kevin Bracey as well. So the fact oh, that Stephen okay. was actually, I believe, at one of his speaking engagements is is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I tell you what, let me let me say what's up to the folks in the comments, and then Steve, I'm I'm gonna have you kind of go really briefly because I think no one can tell their origin story better than themselves. Right. So I, I gave like two or three sentences, but tell us a little bit about yourself as well. So we see. Excuse me, we see David Kennedy coming in from, from Michigan. Where in Michigan, man? I was born in Michigan. Shouts out to Oscoda, Michigan, and Worth Smith Air Force Base. Uh, you know, see dad in the building. I see mom in there, both gentlemen up with their red on tonight. That's right, looking like money. Mom, I, I, I wrote too many checks <laughs> yesterday to, to the government. I don't have no more money. I, I'm trying to get that money. I'm trying to get that money. Oh, one of my favorite people in the world, Miss Jill, is in the building. How you doing? Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Always good to have the family, the community in here. Good to see you, man. Appreciate you for joining as well. Oh, yeah. Look at C, Steve Worthy. That, that, we don't want to talk about him. We don't want to talk about him. <laughs> Stephen, talk to us a little bit about uh, about yourself, man. Give give the folks kind of the rundown on who uh, Stephen Bardo is, if you don't mind. 
Yeah, my background was not the typical one of a black male in the United States. I, my parents have been married for 60 years. They're still alive and doing well. Uh, I grew up in a small college town, Southern Illinois University in Carbondale, Illinois. And my parents figured out that my older brother, uh, Craig, who's six years older, my older sister, Helen, who was five years older, they had to get us a hook. And they figured that sports could be a great hook. So they didn't want to, you know, whoop our behind, even though they had to from time to time. They didn't want to do it all the time. So they found a hook. And if you didn't do your sports, or if you didn't go to class, if you didn't get your grades, you couldn't play sports. So they had an ultimate motivation built in with us. And basketball has been my family business. Um, my dad played at SIU in the late 50s, early 60s. My brother played at Indiana uh, on the team that won a national championship with Isaiah Thomas in 1980. Uh, my sister played uh, junior college basketball. My mom has got a mean uh, backhanded tennis and, and can knock knock the cover off a golf ball. So um, <laughs> I'm the baby and the beneficiary of a lot of educational and sports experience. And I've been able to really ride that throughout a college career at Illinois, Final Four team, got drafted in the NBA, had a couple coffee breaks, Knew I wanted to go into broadcast journalism because that's what I majored in in college. Had a uh, my wife at the time. I'm, I'm no longer married, but my wife at the time uh, encouraged me to do some internships while I was still playing, which paid huge dividends right when I finished playing. And I've been in broadcast journalism 20, 20 calling basketball games 22 years now. Wow. Wow. So we, we, we got a subject matter expert with us tonight. Yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll admit to that. Okay. I, okay. Appreciate that. So folks, listen, if you got questions, even outside of the agenda that we're going to go into for, for Mr. Bardo on things that he's done and th some of the things that he's seen, maybe we can have a, one of the water cooler conversations about what goes on uh, behind the scenes in, in the press room. But um, listen, man, let, let's go and get focused. Let's go and get into it. Right. We, we got a, a ton of stories here. We always start with the social uh, impact story. And unfortunately, I'm getting tired of talking about some of these negative things, but we do have a negative story to talk about. Um, just this past weekend, right? There was um, a party teenagers go to all, all teenagers go to parties, you know, that, that kind of thing. But unfortunately there was an aspiring young athlete, young, young lady that plays basketball in, in Las Vegas. She went to this party and got caught up in a melee. They got to shooting at this party, and unfortunately, this young lady got got hit by, from what I'm hearing, ten times, ten shots. The interesting thing about this is, yeah, yeah, that's definitely sad. That's definitely unfortunate. Um, we're not going to stop kids from going to parties. That's what we do because that's what they do. But reading this story, it looks like it was a hit because this young lady got hit in her arms and in her legs only in her extremities. Again, aspiring basketball star. She's already committed to USC. Now she's undergone multiple surgeries to correct the injuries. Now that basketball career is in question. Let's talk about, uh, about this, right? Because again, Montel and I were talking about this a little bit earlier, thinking about, man, just the, the jealousy and just the, the fact that people will want to go out there and do harm to someone just because they're doing better than them, them themselves or, because they feel someone else is coming up before they're coming up, but whatever the case may be, but, but to deliberately 
go out there. Uh, I'm making assumptions, but again, how are you just going to hit this person in their, in their arms and in their legs when you know that they're an aspiring basketball star and, and already committed to a high end college. And that's, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, right. That we live in this kind of world where our youth are being targeted at this particular stage, at, at these particular levels, at these particular instances. So let's start with you, uh, Mr. Bardo, man. What, what do you think about when, when you hear this story again, cause you play basketball again and, and if, it had been a career limiting or prohibiting incident, something like this before you even got to play. I mean, what, what's the mindset you think of someone that goes out there and inflicts this kind of harm on, on someone? Well, my grandmother used to say hurt people, hurt people. Mm. And we have a lot of people that are hurting a lot of young people who are hurting, whether their father's not around, whether their mother's not around, uh, whether they, uh, I'm in Chicago. So it's, uh, Certain areas in this city are dangerous. Hmm. Uh, you know, young people, if they're trying to get to school, sometimes have to walk three quarters of a mile when they could go a quarter of a mile, but they'd have to go through some area that's a little hot. I mean, they, you know, our kids, um, you know, as adults, we want to think, we want to idealize our kids' experience because we don't want to feel that pain. But in reality, uh, it's a much different world than when we were growing up. Right. Much more dangerous world, a, a world where guns are, are very accessible to young people. And if they're going to look at pop culture, that's what they see. They see violence in, you know, in mo mo movies, music, uh, music videos. So, you know, you, you put people in a pressure cooker, you make people desperate. You know, you, you, you have people with mental illness and you throw them in, together with some youthful exuberance and some, you know, testosterone and, and all kind of stuff flying around. I don't, I don't know who uh, was the perpetrator, but whoever it was uh, doesn't sound like they value life. And I think that that's one of the things that some of our youth are missing. Is it I mean, is it a, a lack of. I'm, a, I'm from the country. I'm old school. Lack of home training? Is, is, it, is it a lack of uh, just support, guidance, again, to, to go out there and to, I'm, I'm calling a hit, right? So I'm, I'm going to read, read out the verbiage here in the story as well. But I mean, what, what is it, that, again, that you would think would cause someone to want to do something like this to another individual, especially when they're on to come up like this? And, and, and Montel, you can chime in too, man, because I know, I know you, got, you got stuff that you want to holler about. Um, I think I think um, we're looking at you know the cause and effect, and we we, we always tend to look at the effect all the time, the end game, what happened. Mm -hmm. But we got to go back deeper to what's the cause or what's causing the situation. One, um, like you said, the situation. No one, we can't explain any one situation. But basically, we're dealing with a lot of these these these, these social issues where, like you said, kids are kids are under a tremendous amount of pressure. There's lack of hope. There's lack of education. There's an abundance of guns. There's an abundance of drugs. There's an abundance of alcohol, and all these things mixed up. And then you come with the jealousy, or maybe somebody that's envying this person, and you get situations like this. You got to remember, not too long ago, we just had a situation in Utah, where that young man got killed at a party at Utah. Yeah. Now right. we got we got this situation where this young lady's been shot ten times. We just had Sacramento two weeks ago. People should. Yeah. We got there. There's a there's a major thing going on in our country. That we're not holding, I think one, we're not holding gun manufacturers accountable because they keep they keep mass producing these guns to make them accessible for everybody. And number two, we're dropping guns into situations that are volatile. You know, we have you have these like I said, these neighborhoods, 
that are filled with addicting behavior, alcohol. You know, you got you you're dealing with you're dealing with drugs. You're dealing with situations with families at home. We're dealing with coming off of COVID, so you have a mental part part of that that's coming on. We have all these things that are going up, and then you, you then you tie that in with lack of hope or lack or lack of a future or or a vision of a future with no ways of getting it. You 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 now have desperation, and when you get desperation, like in any situation, you get in a desperate. You put a cat in the corner, he's gonna scratch his way and fight his way out. Mm. You put people in situations where they feel desperate. They do any means necessary what they feel they need to do to survive or to get whatever or, or chase whatever they're chasing. Um, it's funny. I, I, I had an analogy, you know, uh, about about hyenas. Hyenas are not the king of the jungle, but they are the kings of the jungle. Right. Come on, Because they're desperate. They're desperate savages. Mm-hmm. They, they track anything that goes. And that's including the king of the jungle. They do anything desperate because they've always been on the outside, inside, and they know that they have to run in packs to go get whatever they want. So they terrorize. People in, people in these neighborhoods kind of have the same mindset. They, you're in a situation where you're desperate. You don't have a lot. You don't have anything to look forward to. You don't have an opportunity or even a means of opportunity. And then, like I said, we combine this with all these other things. It's, it's just, it, it's, it doesn't make any sense my while, while we're speaking about these situations over and over and over again. Yeah. So we know those are the effects, but we're never talking about the cost. Why are we talking about gun manufacturing guns? Why do you, we need to have enough guns in this country to manufacture everybody to have for every kid woman and children to have a gun it's not necessary so you know why we never talk about the cause man and i think the, that's just one piece of it they're not the cause the ultimate cause of it but they are a part of the cause they're a part of the situation why it keeps happening and no one ever wants to discuss it and i know about look I, I know politicians have their their stake in it or whatever but at some point, someone's going to have to break the cycle and figure it out because otherwise, we're going to keep talking about the Columbines and the mass shootings that we keep having. In situations like this poor young lady that had a future getting shot 10 times for no reason, for yeah. attending the party. Whether she was with the enemy or whether it was the enemy or not, she never does, she didn't deserve anything like that. Yeah. I, I wonder if this is the type of a story, again, because she was aspiring to go to USC, again, name, name school and this larger school. Does, does this resonate and kind of bubble up to the authorities and does, does this re-spark that conversation about about gun violence and about, and about you know just the needs to have the right people around you and 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 to try to take some of that violent behavior off the streets Stephen, what, what do you think i mean again this this is something that that again is probably going to stifle this individual's chances of going into the WNBA, going in and doing some other things that, that she was probably going to do if if she doesn't fully recover from these surgeries uh, and, and this is an interesting catch 22 question. Do you think this is enough for Las Vegas, local, federal, city, all of that to raise the question again about how, how do we stop these types of things from happening? Do, I almost wonder, I almost wonder if I know what the answer is that you're going to say, but you know, you know, is, is something like this enough to take it to city council, take it to the state government to have that conversation? Uh, I don't think so. And I'm, I'm going to be frank with both of you. Uh, I'll, I'll give you Brittany Griner, for example. Yeah. Uh, Brittany Griner is a WNBA star who is still being retained in Russia. Um, there was always history in my mind. Whenever there was a U.S. citizen that was abroad, that was in duress, that the State Department did everything they possibly could. Yeah. I believe there was a white couple that was uh, sailing and got lost yep. in the Indian Ocean. 
and uh, the government paid about six or 700,000 looking for them mm-hmm. of our tax dollars. And so what I've seen through history is that in order for an event like that to move a local, a, a state or a national level, they don't look like us. Yeah. This is what it is. Um, yep. And so, you know, this is a young black girl whose family's devastated. Uh, and now the stigma that this young lady has to walk around with now, even if she gets to USC, even if she recovers, believe me, the program and the people around are gonna be looking at her sideways yeah. and not that she deserves it, but it's, it's, it's a stigma uh, that comes with violence, uh, air quotes. So right. I don't, I don't um, you know, I hope I'm wrong because I, I would like to see things change. Uh, I'd also like to see a spiritual base come back in and people be able to say God without people getting upset. Yeah. Uh, you know, people walking through and living their faith without uh, being ridiculed for it. I think that's a, a, I would like to see that part change as well. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm hearing you. I think, you know, unfortunately skin color does play a part in this, you know, um, the young, unfortunately she's a young African-American young lady that will be forgotten about in the next three weeks with the media. I hate to say it, but it will be. Um, and her situation is, is is so much repeated and it keeps going on. It's it's very frustrating um, for for us to not be, for us to barely have a call to action. You know, we don't have a call to action for someone like her. This young lady, her whole career has been in jeopardy now. Her whole life has been in jeopardy because now she has a mental, she has a mental thing that she's got to get over as well. She just got shot exactly. 10 times. Exactly. You know, she, so she has a mental aspect she has to get back over, not only the physical part, and now I'm, I'm waiting to see if USC is still going to honor her scholarship. You know, mm-hmm. because schools do, some some schools in good merit, they do. They'll still honor it with situations like this, but some of them don't. I really want to see what USC does in this situation because at the bottom line, she's a victim. I don't care what she's done or what supposedly happened between this person. If it was a, oh, it was a, it was a situation that escalated, she didn't deserve that. She's a victim and she's been shot 10 times. Now her whole, not her basketball career, her whole life is changed. Her whole life is drastically different from where it was going, you know, 72 hours ago. Yeah. She was on the, on the right to go, you know, live her live out her dreams. Now that's all taken away by someone, you know, someone with a gun. And again, we always tend to focus on the effect. I want to know what drove this young person to shoot this person. Why, 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 what's driving our young to keep killing off our other young? And we never talk about it. We never talk about what's going on in, in those situations to drive them to be that way. We just talk about the end result and how disappointed or what's going on and how bad we feel. And we all do that, but we need to start figuring out what's the cause. And I'm tired of tired of people just saying, hey, they're in the hood, that's the situation. That's what goes on. No, it's not. There's a cause and rippling effect why that happens in these situations. People carry guns to protect themselves. Why? Because there's not a law, enough law enforcement around. Why? Because there's no funding there. Why? Because of, because government doesn't put it there. Why? Because there's no education. Mm-hmm. It, it, it keeps going down and down and down and down a spiral hill that we never talk about and we need to figure it out to start to correct this behavior because in a few years, my daughter's going to be in those situations. Right. You know, and I don't yeah. want that to happen to my daughter and I don't want that to happen to nobody else's daughter. So I, I'm hoping, you know, that we can figure out some time the cause, man, figure out the cause of what's going on because right now the, the situation is not stopping. I mean, every week we're hearing about another shooting in a, in, a, in a different scenario. She just happens to be an athlete, and that's why we're talking about it on the show. Yeah, that's an um, interesting point. And so, so Stephen, you, you, you didn't you didn't know we was gonna get 
deep, deep in the weeds, right? See, th- th- this is what we do. Get, get down in that social impact. Doug, good to see you, man. It's, it's unfortunate you say this right here. People have lost all respect for human life. I, I don't know yeah. if it's, it's, if it's to that extent, but unfortunately the, the, the instances that we see are magnified. There, there's some good out there in the world as well, even do bad situations and stick around for the very last story. There's a plug, right? Because I want y'all to see some, some goodness in the world, but yeah, I mean, Ron, tell you right, man, just, Someone ahead of time should have seen that this individual has something going on in their life. You know, why, why are you carrying this gun? Why are you going to take it there? Why are you going to approach and, and target this young lady? There, there should have well, been some intervention. Let me, let me take it one step forward. Hmm. Think about it. In, in today's youth culture, young culture, and even our culture, we're taught to hate success and not galvanize hmm. around it. I, I'm taught that if you're doing successful, I'm taught to hate on you. I got to be the number one. So in order for me to be the number one, I gotta I gotta hate on you. Whether you're a rapper, an entertainer, or somebody in sports, I gotta hate on you. And, oh, he ain't that James ain't that great of a of a, mod, a mediator, a team no sleep. They whack. They they so they are they so they horrible. You know, I'll come see my show. My show's better. Mm-hmm. We're taught to be that way instead of supporting, saying, let me learn from James, let me figure out what he's doing so my show can be just as successful. <laughs> We're not taught that. We got that crab in the barrel syndrome. And I'm not talking about just black, I'm talking about it. In the urban area, period. Puerto Ricans, Latinos, wherever you're in that situation, we're taught to hate. And it's in our music. It's in our entertainment. It's in all these things that we do in order to be successful. And when we have that galvanized hate, you got to think, if you have hate and you have no problem, you have no vision to be pro- to progress or no opportunity to progress, you know what? I inflict my hate on you. I inflict my, I inflict my like you said, pain. People in pain causes pain. I'm in pain because I have no other outlet. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to flip it on you. And I believe that's a true value. You, you hurt the people that are around you. You, help the, you hurt the ones that are around you. Let me, let me, let me ask you this, though. We yeah. talk about cause and effect. Yes, sir. Why are these black people acting this way? Mm, mm, mm. Come on now. Well, I, why I, I, I literally had this I conversation think, with I, someone else earlier. No, today. no, no. My vision and why they act this way, a lot of them in urban areas, because it's kids raising kids. We have young people that are having ba- that have babies young mm-hmm. that, that haven't been be able to become adult and handle those situations that are raising themselves along with raising the kid. You know, when you, when you when your child is is liking the same violent things and, and 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 I mean when the parent is liking the same violent things and embracing the same violent things, thinking that's cool and thinking those are okay, a child is going to emulate what the parents are doing. So I believe we have a, a, a big problem with teen pregnancy. Teen, teen having a lot of high rate teen, uh, teen, teen ha- teens having kids or one thing. And also, let's get let's get down to the root of it. lack of education. We have lack of education in our communities. Period. About about everything as simple as as, as laws of diet from your diet, what you do, all the way to what you could become. We have lack of education. We, so we have fault of that. Uh, I think that's it's galvanized. It's our fault for one because we we allow them to get away with it. You know, us our, community. Hold on, I, I will challenge you and say that it's no, 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 no. Let me finish theory. my statement. Let me, let me let me finish my statement. It's part okay. of us because we allowed them to do it. And then secondly, the, the government and people on the educational boards have allowed to not give us any funds to become educated or to be put us in this situation. So it's a two part. We've allowed them to do this to us. We've allowed them to open the liquor stores and gun stores and all this stuff in our communities. We allowed them to do these things. And now, now we we got a product of that result. We allowed them to play the hip hop music they play right now. This, this self-destructive music. We allow them to 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 glorify the violence that happens in hip hop and in sports all the time. We matter of fact, we embrace it. 
Which okay. is unfortunate. So, so go, go ahead, now, now you can respond. I'm sorry about that. Go ahead and respond. No, James, you, you want to jump in? Man, I'm listen, I'm, I'm I'm back here doing the Wizard of Oz. But but again, you, you think about it. This is a story that is unfortunately not going to make the, the major cycle. And kind of like we were talking, Stephen, you know, behind the scenes, someone needs, someone needs to talk about it. So, someone needs to bubble this up to have that conversation. And hopefully the folks that are watching us on YouTube, on Twitter, on, on Facebook, wherever the case may be, you know, for the replay, follows up with what's going on with this reaches out to their sphere of influence. It, it, so th this is the idea behind this. Reach out to the people that you have contact with, your five-mile radius, your sphere of influence, and make sure that you you touch someone. Make sure that you're in front of them to kind of get get in front of any types of these situations before they happen. Montel was talking about that incident here in Sacramento. My kids were at that concert. My, ki my kids were at that event. They were at that Taco Bell that was on the TV uh, showing where the, where the shooting happened. And they were there literally 30, 30 minutes before everything went down. So, so again, it, it kind of hits home for me as, as well, knowing that these types sure. of things are happening in, in, in my neck of the woods and all of our neck of the woods. So I just, I think we'll move on to the next topic here, but I think we just, I want everyone to be cognizant that this is not an isolated incident. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, the person that got affected looks like the three of us. So it's probably, again, not Unfortunately, it's not going to make the major news cycle, but we still need to have this conversation because we don't want this to continue to happen. It's going to happen again, but we try trying to minimize the times that these types of things happen, right? So we just try, try trying to bring some some uh, insight and and some uh, some action, right, from from the folks that are watching. We challenge you to do something within your community to help folks out uh, with, with that. Appreciate all all of these fantastic comments as well. TD, we see you, man. Yeah, man, we have a destructive community, man. It's it's unfortunate. I think one of these days we'll have a conversation about that as well. That crab in a barrel statement right there. I literally had a conversation earlier this afternoon with someone about that. Um, let's let, let's move on to something else again. Not not a very pretty story, but again, we got to tackle these hard ones first, and then we can get into some soft types of uh, statements and conversations here. Ex-Dallas Cowboy Damian Wilson. I don't even remember what position he played, but it, regardless, arrested in, in Frisco, Texas, after his girlfriend says he's threatened to kill him. Tired of hearing these stories as well. Tired of hearing these stories of African-Americans, of, of men, athletes, athletes, entertainers, whatever, either getting caught on tape, getting caught on video because they didn't, they didn't hit somebody or they didn't put their hands on, on a woman or have threatened someone as well. So this right here, right, just signed last month with, with the Panthers. So going back and forth, now he faces assault and with uh, bodily injury uh, on, on his girlfriend. What is, what's going on, man? Right. So, so Steven, again, you, you, you played, you, you had, you had the, the pro league checks coming in, right? We, we we would think that you know when when you when you got checks coming in, when you got when you're playing a game as your as your job, uh, things should be. And I'm 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 not dumbing it down, but but I'm just I'm wanting to have the dialogue, so I, I just try, try to figure something out here. Why does a man feel that he has to step to that level, crazy level, when? His day-to-day -day job is going out there and playing football. He's got checks coming in after checks coming in after checks coming in. He's got sponsorships. And again, wh why does he have to be so cowardly hmm, to, to go out there and, and put his hands on, on, his, uh, on his girlfriend threaten, threatening to kill her? And, and now we, we have to talk about this story again, another black man who's, who's out there causing these types of, types of uh, um, social, social activities out here. 
Young young fella out here too, right? I forgot how old he is. I I saw a story saying how old he was, but man, what, what's your thoughts when you when you read this story right here? Well, I think that Damien may have grown up in the same a similar neighborhood as this young lady in Las Vegas. Mm. So you you have a a young man who might come out of one of these similar neighborhoods. First first point, second point, he plays football. So it's very hard to turn that rage off if you feel challenged in an intimate setting, meaning your house or some family member's house. Third, do we know the whole story? Do we, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not condoning this behavior at all. But again, you said we want to get into the weeds. Let's get into the weeds. Yes, sir. Do we know the full story? We never do. We never, we never do. But, I, but I, that, that's an interesting point that you mentioned about the game of football. And let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. I, 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 I think I understand where you're coming from, but I, I see uh, Mr. Allen over there itching because he, he's deep in like just as much as you're into basketball, he's, he's, he's into football, you know, and yeah, being able to turn down or dial down that on field uh, aggression, competitiveness, whatever the case may be. And, and, and not doing that at, at home, not, not thinking that your girlfriend is uh, right that uh, you're you're to tackle, and 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 your and your girlfriend is uh, a linebacker or something like that. So so talk to us a little bit about about that statement that you made there, man. That's just interesting. Um, well, me, kind of, oh, go ahead, oh, um, oh, go ahead. Me, I think I think there's something deeper than that because in all these stories, there's usually one common denominator: alcohol. Well, he was true. intoxicated when he did this. Yeah. Um, said, said he had, right here in the story, right? Said he had road rage, so he had he had things on his mind. He was driving, so yeah, yeah, yeah. alcohol was a was an issue. He was alcohol. He had alcohol involved in this Richard Sherman situation. Had alcohol involved. Everyone, every time we go down these stories, it was either alcohols or drugs were involved. That's the one vice that she was involved in these things. I don't. I mean, as far as the rage part and turning it on and off, I think that's controlled. Yet in football, you have to have a controlled rage. You can't be out of control all the time, so it's controlled rage. I think you you dial those things in, those vices in. Along with now with with human emotion, whatever he's going through with his breakup with his girl, whatever, he is not educated enough or not or doesn't understand how to handle it in a different situation but rage. No one has taught him how to control his anger but handle these situations without rage. So that gets him to now talking about how he's going to kill her and threaten all this thing and want and want to fight. And I think that also deals with when we see these domestic violence cases amongst athletes. It's always some type of vice involved usually alcohol and drugs. It's not just they come home one day and say, I'm going to beat my wife because I play football or any of those things. It doesn't happen that way or beat my girlfriend. I think it's something going on. They're either in a messy situation where they're going to break up, where the human emotions evolve. They drown their emotions in, in some type of substance. And then you get this, you, now you get this output. Now, now that control rage, you can't control it no more because you have this vice in your system Okay. where you have it. So now you have that and now you take it out again. Pain, I like that comedy you said by the words grandma said. People in pain take out pain on other people. It's true. Now they're going to take it out on that person. So he's taking his anger out because he doesn't know the way that the, the, the funnel went on out on that person. So he's threatening her and, 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 and hitting her or whatever. I don't know if he hit her, but I know he threatened her. Yeah. Um, but he did all these situations because he doesn't understand how to, how, how to, how, he doesn't understand how to handle his emotions, basically, this young man. Person, but that alcohol, man, that vice, that alcohol, and yeah. drugs, that 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 that's that's the tipping point on all these situations we've seen in the last year Crazy. that we've been discussing these situations. 
That's great. Let me let me go into something right here. And and Stephen, I'm, I want to ask you this. Doug has actually brought up a really interesting point here. He says it has zero to do with playing football. It has to do with the original character of the man. He would have done this if he was flipping burgers for a living. There are many players that would never do this. Talk okay, to me about me, that again. It, it's 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 the character of the human. It's the character of the person. It's the it's the mentality. It's the mindset. It's the upbringing. I'm, I'm gonna throw all those adjectives in there, right? I don't know if those adjectives or not, but but it, it, it it's that it's that 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 back end. It's that home training. Um, regardless of the fact that he's he's a football player, he could be um lacrosse. He could be soccer. He could be what whatever a uh, badminton, right? A less aggressive physically type sport. That's a that's an interesting statement that, that brought up by us, uh, SmackDown Outdoors. What what do you think about that, Steve? Well, I, I would ask if SmackDown Outdoors has ever played NFL football, mm. or have you been on the sideline covering the, covering the game like I have, and you hear that flesh hit? That sound will never leave your memory. It's one of the it's one of the weirdest sounds to to see three hundred pound men running full speed, right? Into each I love other. it. I love it. But yeah, I hear you. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I love and, it. And so, so look, we take this, right? I, I, I encourage our viewers, go to your living room, get on the ground and get up 40 times to see if you're not sore tomorrow. Just you fall to the ground and get up, fall to the ground and get up 40 times and then watch tomorrow how sore you'll be. And so, Montel, you brought up a a good um, reference point. The reason I think these guys, because I was there, I abused alcohol when I played. I had demons. But when you play at a professional level, you have dedicated your life to that. And so anything that upsets that apple cart, it could have been a baseball player. They got domestic issues as well. NBA players have domestic issues as well. So do NHL players. Mm -hmm. The sport really doesn't matter. But when you take football into consideration, if you are a female and you are are dating or wanting to be married to a football player, there is a range that you can go to that you can't go to with on on a, you can go someplace with a regular guy. You can't do the same thing with a football player. I'm sorry. That's that. That's how I see it, and so I, you know, I'm kicking it real. I don't want to upset anybody here, but go I'm talking. Upset, go ahead and upset somebody. That's all good. We can upset somebody <laughs> no, if you want to. I'm just saying, um, from my personal experience, yeah, no one can get to you like your woman. Mm. Your woman knows you better than anybody. Come on now, and she can say some things to you that can bring you down to your knees. And again, I'll, I'll go back to my original. <laughs> statement. If you feel threatened as an athlete, as an elite athlete, you're going to respond and it may not be pretty. It doesn't have anything to do with character. I don't think. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have anything to do with character. It's that you're whatever is being challenged and you, you're, you're in the challenge business. You feel me? Yeah. That, athletes are in the, they get challenged every day. They, if you get challenged at home, Good luck if the person has emotional training or emotional stability. Hopefully they do. But I believe far more of these instances take place than what we hear about. You know but, they, but, do, but do you think do you think those vices, drugs and alcohol? Oh, I, I totally agree with you. I, agree. I think because because 
you can have that same conversation when you say the challenge you'll push to that point. And if I'm not drinking on alcohol, I can figure out a way to decipher it. I don't I don't have to go to that that physical route. I think can a lot you? of them don't. I, I mean, I mean, I've been in with my wife. I've never put my hands on my wife, and I've been I'm in that realm. And I, but I don't drink and I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't. I don't take drugs. So I know that part. I can walk away. I know, and I know ninety percent of the NFL has had a confrontation with the significant other in one way or another, and they can walk away. Yeah. But I think when you have that vice in your system, that clouds your judgment and your memory, and clouds the things the things that's going on, and it makes you put your hands on somebody because that's what you normally do in your in your in your physical sport. When I'm in football, I'm I want to be the most dominant, most physical person I can be. So I can understand if I'm being challenged and my judgment is cloudy, it doesn't matter who's in front of me. It doesn't care who's in front of me. I'm being challenged and my, my judgment is cloudy. So they put their hands on them and do what I, I I believe again that alcohol and those drugs, that that right there, that's what that's that that's that tilting mechanism that makes we see these stories all the time. Because I think I I I'm gonna refuse to believe. Somebody in a, in a straight a, a right state of mind and not cloudy judgment is just gonna put their hands on their woman. I mm -hmm. think most people will walk away or they'll argue. Oh, oh no, I don't think I don't well, think I don't think it could be that black, black and white, white with this. I think it's pretty interesting here, right? Because we got so we got Steven who's been in the locker room, right? Yes, yeah. and, and but and he so we we've got the treat tonight of having someone who literally has been in those situations. Um so I'm 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 loving this dialogue and back and forth, and I'm I'm even holding off on going on to the next things because we got to have this. This is the important <laughs> story. This this is it right here, right? This is Steve No Sleep, the social impact, right? This this yeah. is what you're gonna think about tomorrow because we talked about it. So go into into that uh, dissension that, that you had, Stephen. That's that's pretty interesting, man. No, I, I think Montel is right, but what I've seen domestic issues happen with guys that weren't drinking. They weren't on mm -hmm. drugs, mm -hmm. um, and so it, it's a. I think it's so nuanced that we just can't be black and white with it. Sometimes, uh, okay. like your one of your uh, viewers said that it could be a character issue. It could be a lack of emotional intelligence. It could be a situation where um, a young man is triggered for mm -hmm. whatever reason that takes him back to another place. Yeah, That may not have anything to do with drugs or alcohol. And so I, I just okay. want to make, make the point that I think it's easy to say, oh, well, if they weren't drinking, they weren't smoking, they, they'd make better decisions. I don't think it's that simple. I think it's a lot more nuanced than that. Oh, okay, I'll rephrase it. So this, well, let's just say decisions are impaired when they do those things. Maybe, maybe you're right. The character of that person may still be violent towards women, whatever for whatever cases may run. But I do believe in a lot of cases where some of them are not, and the, and the decisions are impaired by alcohol or drugs, they're more susceptible to make, they might do that as well if they feel that rage. They might, they might, they may be enticed to do that. So I, I think see. you're right. I, th I think it is a, a case by case issue. I think it de is definitely character, your character and how you are, what you see. Because I know if a person's grown up with it in, a, in a household where it's been abused, he may not drink, but he thinks that's normal to abuse his wife because he saw his mother being abused. So it's okay. He thinks it's all right. I, I, I get those situations where you're coming from, but I'm thinking in a, in, in a lot of situations. And I and I'm gonna use Richard Sherman. Sorry, Richard Sherman, if you ever watching this, I'm sorry for you, but 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 you know, like his situation with alcohol infused. He's an yeah. intelligent brother. I've seen him all the time. He's a nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the NFL. But drinking that alcohol, man, yeah. and doing those things, and you're in a situation where you're mostly charged up, that brings out that fuel and that fire, those threats and the arguments, and sometimes putting your hands on people. 
Ray Rice was another situation. He was drunk in the casino. Yep. Him and his woman got into it. We saw what happened with his situation. I think that alcohol and abundance of, especially when you're a professional athlete, you, you get as much as you want when you want it, and there's no there's no, there's no control. True. I think when you're in those situations, man, it just makes your decision making that much volatile, especially when you're dealing with emotional situations. Yeah. So I think I think a lot of the I think the common denominator this was read in the articles we've seen is either that alcohol or drugs has been that common vice that they've been on when they do these when they when these when these situations occur. Okay. Yeah. And and we've talked a lot about this and then, then we'll move on to the next one. Um, having the right people around you. Right. You, 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 you got to have folks around you who really are looking out for your best interest. So, well, you know, where where's your squad at when you, you get to that point or don't 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 have that next drink or you, you don't want to smoke that. You don't want to do do whatever. Right. Think about the long long term effect of that. There's got to be some some more. They got, they got to have some people around them that, that are really taking care of them. Where, where, where's your people at? Again, when, when you're making $100,000, million a year, I don't know how much they make, you know, I, 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 <laughs> but, you know, when, when, when you're making that kind of grown folks money, there, there, there should be a support system around you to making sure that you are well taken care of and not just going out and buying rims and going out and buying jewelry all the time. So I want to bring up one statement here because, and I'm going to drop this land landmine out here. And then we'll move on. Tony Davis said, you know, we can't always say it's drugs. I believe getting hit upside the head since you were six takes effect. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. I right. clarified that. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So def- definitely wanted to put that out there. Appreciate PT that. PTD is real, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, we we getting into it tonight, folks. We might be here a little bit longer. Go get you something to drink. Go get you, <laughs> go get you some snacks or something because we, we getting, you know, Stephen over there sweating over there. You know, my, my. <laughs> let's go into some basketball let's go into some basketball and this next story is is again not not very fun but it's a social impacting story we've got people out there in in minnesota who who don't like the owner of the timberwolves don't like one of his companies uh so they are literally going out there in the middle of games and and they're protesting he the, the owner owns a I think it's chicken farm or he owns a hatchery or something of that nature. And is threatened to exterminate a, a, a large swath of sick animals. Uh, so inhumane treatment of animals, th- things of that nature, just, just uh, the, the kindling and stuff like that. So you've had one instance that we've seen already of a, of a fan of a protester going out and I don't know if she actually did, but she attempted to super glue herself to the floor at a game. You had another incidence of a fan who literally actually chained herself to the basket. So she wrapped a chain around her neck and, and, and tied herself to the basket and they had to pause the game. And it's all in protest to, again, the, uh, the things that are happening with, with Glenn Taylor and some of his uh, companies. Uh, the statement on, on the T-shirts of these protesters is Glenn Taylor roasts animals alive because of what he's doing. I, I want to talk to you, Stephen, because you, again, you're you're out there on the sidelines. You're, mm-hmm. you're you're close to the players. You're close to the fans. You're close to the officials. You're out there calling the games and things of that nature. Let, let's talk about the safety aspect, right? When when you got because we've seen a lot of instances. I I, I think back to the malice in the palace, <laughs> right? And, and I I think back to to instances like that. Safety of everyone involved when something like this happens. I, I understand they're protesting, but again, you got someone who's literally been able to get on the field, on the on the floor, 
mm-hmm. and for an extended period of time, enough time to put super glue on, on themselves, enough time to wrap a chain around their neck and around the basketball stanchion. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, how, how you would be feeling in that type of situation, again, from, from a safety perspective again, and then let's talk about just this whole protest type of thing that's happening as well. Well, I think that it, it's, un, it's unsettling to mm. see. Uh, it would be unsettling for me uh, because the NBA probably has the best security of all the professional sports. And so um, for a person to, like you, you, you stated, to get that close to the court mm. to try to execute whatever they were going to do in their protest uh, is a little disturbing. But that is the trade-off for living in an open society. Um, We want, we still want freedom of movement. We don't want to have to be frisked down everywhere we go and, you know, uh, uh, you know, really checked hard when you're going from 300 level seats down to 100 level, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. I I think there's some nuance there. I think the NBA tries to do the best they can, but they're not perfect. So it's unsettling. As a part of the protest, though, I'm going to get real with y'all now because I feel very comfortable. Come with so it can now. Can I get real? Hey, I tell you what, you, you can come with it now because Steve Worthy's in the building, so he he's here. So all, all the family is, is in the room. Go ahead now. Okay. All right, Steve, this one's for you. Um, it, look, in Amer- America has taught me to not be objective. I'm subjective from a black person's point of view because America doesn't allow you to be anything else. It's impossible to be objective in this scenario. And so when I see a protest like this on an NBA game or NBA games, and I don't see a protest when some of our citizens are being gunned down by the state, mm-hmm. I don't see any protest at an mm-hmm. NFL football game or an NBA basketball game when a black woman is aggressively manhandled in Miami by a police officer or a teenage black girl slammed to the lawn. Now, everybody can protest the way they want to protest. I have respect uh, for what you're doing, but I would also like to receive some respect from our citizens. And I'd like to see some protests done on our behalf. Like I said, I got nothing against, hey, it's an open country, it's a free country, you can do what you wanna do. But from a black male perspective, that protest and and all that, I, I hey, I respect you, but I'm like, well, where's the where's the protest for us? That that's where I am on. Steve, you just missed it, man. We talked about Brittany Griner earlier, but you're right, and and this was the exact situation that Stephen brought up, right? You know, where is the the conversation about Brittany Griner, who still held hostage in in, in yeah. Russia? And, and and you're right, you know, does this? I, I, I don't want PETA and I don't want the animal rights advocates. I don't want, uh, I don't want to get in trouble here. I'm, I'm, I'm glad Doug is saying, yeah, these, these protests don't speak for me. He's a Minnesotan, but yeah. Is, is, does this warrant, um, does this even warrant the story? I think we're, we're talking about it because I, I wanted to get into that particular dialogue right there. You know, how, how does this fit really in, in the level of conversation? Montel, your, your thoughts on, on the protests, your thoughts on, um, what it, what it means for you as a fan going to games, right? And and if someone oh. around you is is acting a fool like this, what do you do? And and again, kind I mean, of as, a level. As, as far as the protest concerned, um, like like you know, I don't have a problem with them protesting or them them wanting to get their agenda across. I have a problem with the fact that they're doing it that they're, they're that they're disrupting the game and that they're that not only that, but they're also you know they're 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 
they're putting people in, a, in, in an uncomfortable situation by running out on the court and doing that. I understand they're trying to get their voices heard behind this and, and, and cause disruption. That's their goal. Mm-hmm. To cause disruption in the game. I disagree with that method of it. Um, but as far as them protesting for whatever they're protesting, that's on them. Now, what they're protesting about, you know, the human animals, yeah, okay, I, I get it, I understand. But I wish, like, like you know, like my man said, I wish that was at the same level about protesting about the the the, the, the concerns we have about police brutality. Yeah. I wish it was like those concerns about the, you know, the things that are going on in all these neighborhoods, the, the housing, the homeless situation. Right. Why are we protesting about these these situations that hard? Why are we yeah. going ourselves to those things? And why are we even, why is it even more into story? Because when we protest out there, it's actually, uh, you know, we're, 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 you know, when we protest, and I'm talking about people of color out there protesting and marching, it's now also, it's it's called, it's, it's like a riot situation. It's a combative situation when we do it. When they do it, when, when these young ladies did it, or these people have done it, it's just, you know, it's a peaceful, you know, they just try to do it on the floor. They change themselves to, a, they change themselves to a, a, the basketball court and walk them off and all that. I mean, I just think, you know, we need to pick and choose where we're going and how effective it is. And it's funny, I was just thinking about what if those two people were African American that did that? <laughs> what would have been the outcome? Like if outcome. Think about, think about this way. Would, would not have been a good look like, for sure. Would not that, have been a good look. That was a black lady that glued tried to glue herself on the, in the middle of a basketball court on a nationally televised TV game. Yeah. What do you think would have happened to her? If, you know, if a black man would have tried to chain himself to a nationally televised TV game, to a basketball court, what do you think would have happened to him? It wouldn't have been the easy, we're just gonna walk you down the aisle and talk uh-huh. to you about yeah, and we're gonna clean the floor and keep it moving. It would have been a story about this person, it would have been blown out of a propaganda. Look at these look at these so-called terrorists or whatever trying to prove their point. And so because the narrative changes when people of color do these things. So I'm 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 just trying to kind of grab, I'm really trying to figure out what's going on, what, what, what they're trying to do as far as their message is concerned. I, trust me, I get it. I just don't agree with the method. But as far as now, like 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 we were saying, as far as protesting as a whole and how it affects our community and things we're doing, I wish there was that much effort around some of the things that are going on in Chicago, just your city mm-hmm. alone. Yeah. You know the high, you know one of the highest highest situations were gun. They have one of the toughest gun laws, and there's still situations going on that are crazy. You know that, that we can't even imagine going on in those neighborhoods. Why is there no Why are there no protests on South in the South Side of Chicago? Why are there nobody saying we're gonna do this in the South Side of Chicago until there's enough police to stop gun control? Get these guns going on. Why are we not doing this to stop the homelessness that's going on in the Bay Area? Why are we having these kind of these kind of conversations? It's just like they don't care when it comes to people that have, that, that have nots, and they want to bring light onto these people that are doing this. In this yeah. manner, so it's kind of frustrating, but I like it, man. I don't want to. I don't want to knock down on their party, man. Get your point across. What are you trying to do? Just you know, do it in a way where you're not going to be threatening. When it's worse, not threatening to anybody. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm gonna selfishly say that. Yeah, I felt the same way about this story, and I brought it up specifically for this reason. I wanted to have that dialogue, right? I wanted mm-hmm. to have the dialogue, and I think uh, Mr. Worthy hit the comment 100 on the nail, right? Yeah. If January sixth. Yeah had been uh, about black folks. It would have been a whole different conversation. Shouts out to you, MDH, in the building as well. So she says, you know, Steve, I said the very same thing. It would have been very different. So that that's the level of conversation. That's the level of awareness. Yep, It may seem like a small thing uh, that, that's happening 
SmackDown was talking about, yeah, you know, th- these birds need to be killed anyway. They had they had bird flu, and they, so they, they need to be dealt with. But again, think about these protests. If it was someone else, if it was the three of us out there do, doing that, wearing colors, kneeling, um, gluing ourselves to the floor, rope, roping ourselves to the backboard stanch and things like that, it, it would have been a whole different conversation. Wouldn't have been wouldn't have been found the next day. It it we we'd have been would have been Billy jail. clubbed up. That's it, what would have been. Would have been Billy clubbed up behind <laughs> that behind. straight <laughs> right. on up. And, I mean, know, that's the reality. We, we, we laugh we, about we, it, but yeah, it, it would have been a whole different type of. It would have been a whole different story. scenario. Yeah. Resisting yeah. arrest, terror. I mean, what? Right fact, if you do something in those situations, isn't it a terrorist act or considered somewhat of a terrorist act? Yeah. yeah. When you do when you do things like that in a, in a, in, a, in an area like that, so all those things would have been probable charges against us. Right. There's this charge will probably be a peaceful protest in in a public setting or whatever. Everything from the judicial system to the way it was handled would be different if those people were black. Everything from the charges yeah. to the, the way it was handled to everything. So that's the frustrating part. Right now, them doing the animal thing. I mean, I don't know much about it, so I can't really comment on it. But, you know, by all means, you know, definitely, you know, put your word out. But again, it's, it, it's just two different levels. We can't do the same thing they do and get away with. We can't we can't we can't our differences, our grievances, we can't put it out there the same way they do because the consequences will be drastically different on our end than it is on theirs. That's the reality of it. Difference would have been jail in terms of years instead of hours. Tony Davis coming with the fire tonight, but yep. but that's the reality right there. So so let's let's stay within basketball and let's continue to talk about uh negativity, unfortunately. Let's 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 talk about what's going on with so because I think these stories lead into each other and kind of the same perspective, right? I was asking about safety. I was asking about, uh, again, people on the floor uh, deal, dealing with fans and things of that nature. You got your boy Kyrie out here, right? He um, he, w- he went back to Boston. They, they almost had him. Let, let me tell you something. That, that was, okay, before we even get into this story, let, let, let's get uh, the Stephen Bardo analyst conversation about uh, that game right there of, of the Celtics – and and Brooklyn, uh, coming down to literally the, the last point three seconds. Let, let's talk about that, and then let's talk about again Kyrie having the the melee and the exchanges with the fans there, uh, giving them the the two finger birds loot. Uh, some fans are saying some negative things to him. He's retaliating, saying some negative things back to them as well. You watch TNT afterwards and you see Shaq and you see uh, Charles telling Kyrie he need to grow up and he, he need to man up and he need to just go out there and play and not let the fans get to him. I, I want to talk to I, I want to talk to you, Stephen, about because, again, you were in those situations. You played. Right. And again, do, do you let the fans get that much into your head? to where now you got a $50,000 fine. You, you only pay. So speaking of Kyrie, he only played a third of the season anyway, because he sat out because he couldn't play because of COVID restrictions. But now he's got to give up $50,000. Yeah. That's probably nothing to him. He can, he can pull that out of his backpack and in, in, in his locker room. But, but again, it's a, it's a symbol, right? But, but $50,000 is $50,000, especially the day after tax day. Um, Talk, talk, talk to us about about that from coming from your perspective again a player and then just what you think about this whole fine and this whole engagement and interaction that he's had with fans well it was an unbelievable playoffs uh atmosphere in, in boston and it's a it's a highly anticipated first round uh playoff series probably the most anticipated of the nba right now and so there's a lot of a uh, lot of 
moving parts. Kyrie coming back to Boston where he once played. Uh, Boston being the most racist city in the United States. Um, we don't know what he was being called. Kyrie is going through Ramadan right now. Mm -hmm. So uh, spiritually, he's a lot more sensitive. He's going he's gonna to pick up more things when you're in a fast situation than you maybe you would when you're not in Ramadan. So there's a lot of things that 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 came uh, that brought all this to uh, fruition, in my opinion. Um, you know, Shaq and Charles Barkley, you know, I love both of them because I know them personally, uh, but they get on my damn nerves. Uh, ooh. Go Did ahead, I, brother. No, no worry. Look, look, we, we oh, grown okay. folks up in here. <laughs> all right. All right. They, they get on my damn nerves sometimes because Charles Barkley threw a cat through a, a plate glass window. He threw another yeah, man through a true. window. That's true. Right? So, and, and my tell, that might have been alcohol in, induced. I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, your daddy mm -hmm. wasn't a glass maker. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, mm -hmm. you, you, gotta, you gotta have a sense of history before you run your mouth on national television and try to dole out advice for something that you you didn't even do great um you know what i mean and so yeah. I, I i didn't like that because i i think that sometimes um kyrie is out here on an island fellas what he did with his decision whether you like it or not you've got to respect it because mm. i mean he caught hell yeah not doing what a lot of the nba players did and so you know, to have the intestinal fortitude, the toughness, the mental toughness to go through that. And then to drop 39 in game one and almost pull them to victory. Yeah. And you got people, yeah, he might be hearing racial slurs. If and if the, the least thing I could do is flip a bird if somebody's, <laughs> you know, calling me out my mama's name or my name or whatever, I you know, I got a different take on it. Cause I I, I love I love the cat's ability. I don't always agree with his off court stuff, but I love his ability. I love that he stands on his principle. Yeah. Whether you agree or disagree, he's a principled man. And so mm. I, I gotta respect that part. Man, we we know you were an analyst right there. You you was using some big words. Go ahead, go ahead, man. I, I made sure to stay quiet too, uh, 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 Dr. Barton. No, nah, man. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I kind of I, I definitely agree. I think uh Kyrie, you know, is on the court, on the court, man. He's a, he's just a fantastic, one of the, you know, top 75 of all time, I think, players, in yeah. my opinion. Uncle Drew I think he's one of the best. Uncle Drew is a bad now, man. Yes, he yeah, is. Now, 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 I, I'm, I'm almost, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with him having those interactions with yeah. fans. I'm cool with him having, having no disagreements and all that. I'm cool with it. And, you know, if he flips the burden, it's not kind of national TV. I can really care less about it, you know. That's the way of a, a fan is going to get in you that right and got the right to call me every MF in the, in the book and all this stuff. Flipping on the bird is nothing. I'm having a dialect conversation with him pretty much at that point. It, it's just me. We're going back and forth. I think now with Charles and, and, and Shaq, man, that's for the cameras. You, 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 like you said, you're not preaching what you said. You, you, you guys have been, you guys are both notorious for fighting and getting into arguments with fans and doing stuff. Outside of basketball and within the games, well, and now you're gonna tell remember the fight between them two. Remember the fight yeah. between them yeah. two. Yeah, yeah, but, but now you're gonna tell 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 Kyrie needs to grow up and ignore the fans. Yeah, I don't. You know what? If I'm Brooklyn, if I'm Brooklyn, I hope they do it again and Kyrie do the same thing. And I'm gonna pay you for it because you're dropping 39 every night. I'm cool. 
Keep yeah. blowing me. Keep talking trash to me. Yeah. Because I think we forget. Um, Spike Lee did the Reggie Miller not too long ago, not, not too long mm. ago, when he was talking trash and cursing each other out on the sideline, and look what happened. Yeah. So I don't care about the fifty thousand fine. I mean, if they find him saying, you know what, you can't do public justice and I flip the bird. Okay, I get it. That's an NBA thing. Fifty thousand is nothing but a drop in the bucket. But as far as his actions and what he's doing, I, I'm fine with what Kyrie's doing. He ain't physically putting his hands on nobody. He's just jawing back and forth with some fans or what they're saying to him, and he's killing them, dropping thirty nine on. Them. Yeah. Keep doing it. That's that's made for TV. That's made for TV. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see from him to do. I want to see from other stars to do it. If you want to jaw as a fan and jaw in him and get in that conversation with him, he has the right to say F you back, just like you said, F you to him. So we grow, we grow, right? We all grow. Right? You talk to me, I'm gonna talk to you the same way. So we good. I, I don't have a problem with it, man. I don't even know why this is a story, to be perfectly honest with you. Um if the NBA was specified said you can't do those things, that's a different that's a reason for the fight. I get it. But anything else around that story means nothing. That's just friendly competition being competitive in that in that stadium and talking and drawing the fans. It's it's it's, it's all good. It's 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 good in every other stadium. It's good in every other market besides the one that's affected by it, right? Everyone else is cool with it. With, with, with Kyrie did loving the competitive nature of it, except for Boston because they were playing against them and they almost lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and but but, and, but 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 since they lost, it's water under the bridge, right? Since they lost, it's like okay, until well, we game two, right? We right. go now. Reggie Miller, Spike Lee, thing. Reggie Miller's not working back in New York no more. Ever, Man, I don't that's think. That's true. No, that's true. So that that's a different because he he daggered him, he killed him. But but in, in, not a, in a literal sense, not no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he destroyed their team. Um, in that eight second, that twelve seconds or eight seconds, whatever eight seconds he ever did, he did his damage. But Kyrie and him lost, so it's water under the bridge. We start from scratch. It should be no problem, man. It's just. It's just jaw talk. I think people, we too damn sensitive, man. We're really too sensitive in getting in these situations when people are just talking. Mind, what they say, let grown folks talk and mind your business. Let them go ahead and talk and do their thing and mind your business. Let it keep it moving. Let me add this. and Let, let me give our viewers something to think about. When you, when you consider what Kyrie has done uh, on and off the court, he kind of falls in the line, not quite as much as a Kaepernick, but a little bit. Uh, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, yep. um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jim Brown. He kind of falls in that line, in, in, in that conversation. Maybe not as uh, impactful mm-hmm. for a race of people, but he's been very impactful for people who feel like they have been disenfranchised based on a decision in a, in a scenario that we've never seen before. So... Mm-hmm. You got it. And so the power structure, they don't like these types of individuals that can be free thinkers, because if we got free thinkers, then we can't fall for the okie doke. Oh, that, that's true. And, I, and you know what? I, I, I condemn Kyrie at first for not taking the vaccine. Now that we're over this hump and we're going over, I, I, I applaud him for stand, making the stance and making this ground. I, I think. You know, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I I, I understand and I, and I I respect I respect what he's doing. Um, but but he's in, he's in basketball, and as long as he can put those points up and do what he's doing, and he can fill those seats up, it's gonna be okay. It is is I, I hate to compare it, but I but I have to the Kaepernick situation. You know, Kaepernick mm-hmm. was free speech, stood up for himself, ostracized black ball. Kyrie stood up for himself and did his thing. Wasn't necessarily black boy. He was ostracized, but he wasn't black boy. You're able to continue to go ahead and do what you got to do. Continue. And as long as he's putting points up and doing his thing, he says, 
people are gonna this this scenario will get less and less and less. Him standing on the little ground will be respected, but it'll be less and less and less and less as far as people being mad at him or, or disturbed by his decision. Um, as long as he keeps performing the way he is. So I, I'm cool, man. Like I said, Kyrie. I, me personally, I think he's a weird dude off the court. He's kind of a little strange, a little different from my taste. But hey, man, uh, you know he's fine, man. I think he's a tremendous basketball player, and I don't wish him wish him nothing but success um, on the court. Yeah, as long, long as he keeps thinking that the world is flat, we we have issues in in this house. But you know, when when you out there between the lines, go go ahead, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I want to acknowledge a couple of comments that I put already on the screen, though. Smack Doug was talking about, and that's why they hit him with 50k. Any other player would have been much less, mm. right? That's man. We we can go I didn't home. We can that's go a whole another hour on that right there. Man, you don't don't start nothing. Won't be nothing, but that's that's a, that's a good one right there. Um, then Tony came out with, um, "You are absolutely right. They have always condemned our strong athletes for standing on their own." That's and that's interesting, Stephen, that you put him in the same that you put Kyrie in the same conversation with with the Kareem's and the, I think you said that even Jim Brown, right? Just just mm-hmm. in in that context, right? I, I can understand uh, Colin, but. Uh, you know, that's that's almost the, the Rushmore of of, uh, of the progressive athletes that they were out there for us, right? The the African American athletes. So m- maybe he will be that, but that that's uh, interesting to have him uh, on on that level right now. Man, let's let's talk about something good, man. We we we've been getting, uh, um, man. Y- y'all know when I when, whenever we talk about all these hard head stories, I end up either sleeping on the floor here in the studio or going, man. Okay. We, we can't, we can't have that tonight though. Um, we got an old man out there doing some good things. We got an old man who is actually out there, uh, doing what he used to do back in the day. Let's talk about, let's, let's talk about your boy T O. Let's talk about mm-hmm. T O out there playing. We, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago until right out there playing with the, Fantasy-controlled football league. Terrell, Terrell Owens is out there at 48 years old catching TD passes, even though they didn't win the game. Uh, he, he's out there all, all suited up, wearing 81, uh, playing for the Zappers. <laughs> I, don't, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to get that jer- that jersey. But, you know, shouts, shouts out to T.O. You know, out there do, doing his thing and, and catching catching the balls out there and, and schooling school of them young fellas man that's a, that's a great thing I, I think we've talked about all these other other leagues right the xfl and now the fan control football league just having alternatives for athletes who are no longer in the nfl to go out there and still play so th- this looks like it's, it's catching hold faster than because the rock has the xfl right mm-hmm. i think so yeah, yeah. rock right, has so. xfl yeah so this this is this is all good right here, man. This is all good right here. So, uh, did, did y'all catch the game? No. Oh man, see, <laughs> they, they... no. A load of questions right there, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the FCL, the Fan Controlled Football League. So I I don't know how the rules work, but I think literally the people in the audience and the fans control either who's playing or they can. But I, I don't I don't know the rules. I, I, I can't even I can't even speak on it. I just know T.O. Johnny Manziel out there trying to do something. So, uh. yeah, I, I think I think this is I mean, I ain't gonna never knock a man for going to get his paycheck. Yeah, um, I love I love the fact that, you know, he's able to do it. But there's a little part of me that hurts me because it's like it's tarnishing his 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 legacy. You know, that he has to go back and do this um, or he's going he's going to do this. You know, I just I'm a I'm a big T.O. fan from when he was in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and this I, I don't know why, man. It's just my personal thing. 
I don't know why it tarnishes my opinion of what kind of tarnishes legacy, but it kind of just feels like it does. I, and I've, I've said this over and over again. I wish T.O. would go back and coach at his alma mater at Tennessee State, or, you know, back back in the, uh, Tennessee Chattanooga. I wish he would go be the head coach and, man, do the things that Dion doing because I think he has so much to offer to these young people and, and so much value in how to play the game and how he did it because the only thing they can knock on T.A. They, they can say he was just not good with reporters or his mouth the way he handled himself. But otherwise, in between the lines, man, he's one of the greatest to ever do it. So yeah. I, I know he can, he can just hand some down, hand some stuff down to some of these youngsters that's playing at the collegiate level. I would just wish that was an opportunity that was granted to him and he would take advantage of it because I just think he has so much to give back to the game. I agree. I agree. Um, I hope he's doing it for the love of the game and not that he needs money. That's an interesting point. You, you know, T.O. has always stayed in shape too. So I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think he – off the field, he had less issues with his mouth. He had more issues on the field with his mouth. So maybe, maybe he's got a handful of endorsements still out there. I don't know. Maybe he and LeBron are doing ladder. You know the the little little protein drinks. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to speak out of turn and, and get us fined by by anybody. But I, I'm, I'm sure he's got a couple of checks still coming. Look, he's in the hall, right? Yeah, yeah he's in the hall, right? Yeah, come on, yeah. man. Tto, he 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 doing okay. He gonna he gonna be yeah. all right. So can I can I say something about this? Oh shoot! Come, come let me let me put you full screen. Go go ahead on with, with yourself, then, brother. Go no, ahead. It, here's I, I've got a I got a college teammate. I'm not gonna say his name, but it wouldn't be hard to figure out. Um, he get to is similar to my college teammate in that when the lights stop shining and when the crowd stop cheering, they have a major issue mm. because their self image. It's all tied up into them playing. So mm-hmm. you remember uh, Ter- uh, Terrell Owens having these interviews where this cat would start crying. Mm-hmm. And people would ask him certain things. He he and and my and my my teammate wasn't uh, that extreme, but I just think To I don't think he ever got enough love for being just himself outside of football. I don't know that he knows how to function in life mm. properly. He's not learned that you can't replace the feeling of playing football. You cannot replace the feeling of playing basketball. You can enhance your life different ways, but you'll never get that feeling back. That's why it's the NFL. That's mm-hmm. why it's the NBA. But but some athletes, they're not prepared, and, and people around them have not been honest. They have not mm. been honest. And so now he's 48 in a league that I didn't even know existed until I came on the show today. And I'm in the, oh, wow. I'm in the sports <laughs> yeah. media. Mm. And at 48, it's kind of like my friend who got in a boxing ring at 49, 50 years old with a wife and two kids. Does that make a lot of sense? Not really. But it's it's something about that self identity that they can't they can't let that rush go because you there's no other place to get it you can't find yeah. that rush at that level the way that it feels you can't get it anywhere else and so Tara Owens to me I feel bad for him because I think he's crying out yeah I mean that I like that point I do I really do like that point because I think you're right and I can just speak to myself. I know on my last day of playing college ball, I cried like a baby. And, yeah. and, and I was depressed for like a year. Yeah. I didn't, I was just depressed. 
Like yeah. I didn't know, I don't know what to do. What's next? I was just so depressed about, but not about stop playing. And, and he played. You know, we got to think. Terrell played an additional fifteen years at the NFL level, at the highest level, to do it. So I can only imagine how engulfed he is and embodies that. And I think you're 100% spot, spot on. I think you're right. I think it's an, a cry for help, and he hasn't found that other outlet that could be fulfilling in his life. So he's doing these things again to play. Like I said, I, I would I would hope coaching, like, you know, Deion found coaching. It looks like that uh, running back from uh, Tennessee. I can, Eddie George found coaching as well. I would hope I would hope that would be in T.O.'s uh, DNA to want to get back that way. But I think you're right. I think you hit something – Right on the nail. I think he's crying for help because he hasn't lost that feeling. He can't. He can't. He can't shake that high that you know that he once yeah. had. And um, he needs to go. He needs to holler this boy Dion so Dion can help hook him up with a sister that Dion's got because he got yeah, a bad yeah. sister brother. And <laughs> any, any great man has a has a bad sister behind him. Yeah, right? yeah. And so yeah. you know, I think that that might be an issue for uh, Terrell as well if he could find you know. I don't care who you love. I'm saying sister in, in a general sense. It, mm -hmm. Color, it, 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 you love who you love. But I'm saying if he could find a good woman, because I, yep. I don't think he's necessarily in a long-term relationship, if he could find somebody that could love him and love him up, yeah. I think that he could let go of some of that 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 self-identity that he's just trying to hold on to for so long that he needs to let go and move on. I think that Dion can really help him out because Dion's wife is – yeah, she she's yeah. she's stronger than the Holy Ghost for real. <laughs> <laughs> there, there go the clip right there that I'm gonna use to the advertisers. Yeah. So, but that that's it. I, I hadn't thought about that piece right there. Right, there, there may be some demons behind the scene. Right, that Tio can't he can't get out of his own way. He can't let it go. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because at 48 years old, that that's a, that's pretty. Look, the body just slows down, and we can't do it like we used to when we were 20 right. or 30 something years old, and to, and to take them blows. Right out there, running up and down the court. I'm running up and down the field with with uh, 20, 20 year olds. Yeah, he he gonna he gonna need that ice bath a lot longer than, than some of them young cats. That's right, man. This this was this was amazing. Uh, I, I got one more story that I want to get into, but I'm uh, so much. I told you I got some new little little animations and overlays I want to put in. So hold on, let me see if this works. So folks, check this out. Man, shouts out to Ecam. It didn't. It didn't do what I needed to do. They were supposed to go to this new scene. Regardless, folks, look every every Tuesday at six thirty at night, me and Montel out here doing what it is that we do. Join us, Team No Sleep. You saw it on my channel, and we saw it on the Team No Sleep channel. So, if you like what we're doing, tell somebody. Uh, if you don't like what we're doing, tell us. So we can uh, so we can get better, right? And and uh, we just gonna keep doing this, bringing out and talking about the social impact of sport. I gotta fix that, man. I, that didn't do like I wanted to do, guys. You know, I, you know, I'm a that's right, man. I, I can't imagine it be much better. That was pretty nice, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm over here behind the scenes. I, I know someone like Worthy is probably giving me a hard a hard time. You're gonna say, man, you're okay. Um, let's end on a good story. Well. Let's end on a story that showed kind of the um, collective good of society. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and his girlfriend, uh, Georgina Rodriguez, lost one of their twins Monday. They had a, uh, she was pregnant with twins. They lost 
the boy, uh, the, the girl did survive. So needless to say, Ronaldo was not playing at the game the other day between Liverpool and Manchester, but to show the spirit of society in a good way, everyone in the stands started singing this particular song, started singing a tribute. Uh, you'll never walk alone at the mm. seven minute mark of the, of playing because Ronaldo wears number seven. So everyone within the arena stood up and this was at the opposing team's uh, stadium. Everyone at, at, at Liverpool stadium stood up and started singing uh, kind of in solidarity showing Ronaldo that, uh, you know, Again, you're, you're not alone, just to kind of attribute to him. So I thought that was a pretty, pretty good thing. We, we, we always talk about, we talk a lot about negativity and what's going on on the unfortunate side of what's going on in the world. But this actually shows that, you know, there, there's hope. Uh, try, try, I'm trying to be an optimist, trying to be uh, progressive, trying, trying to see, you know, the better side of, of people. And, and this kind of, kind of, kind of helps again, when, when we're living through times of, wars that are happening when we're having, living through the times of pandemics that are happening and tax season, all, all of that, right. It, it, it's good to see it's an unfortunate situation, but it's, it's good to see people can band together for, for, for a common good. So I just wanted to throw that up there. Yeah. I think that shows the human spirit. I think that shows uh, some solidarity amongst some folks. I'm um, doing that first and foremost, before we even get started, our prayers go out to their family. Um, yeah. You know, that's an unfortunate thing that happened. I pray for their strength, you know. I know, I know that's got to be just, a, you know, an unbearable feeling that they're going through. So they'll need all of our prayers, you know, at some point just to give them strength. And everybody else has ever lost somebody. So, I mean, but that was just – that just shows, like you said, a fantastic gesture about, among soccer fans to give that man his respect and show that they care and they reached out. And by doing that, man, I mean, that shows we got some humanity left in this world for sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm 100% on board with that. I, I I second uh, Montel what you're saying, and you know we're in, we're we're human beings made of energy, mm. and so each of us can feel when there's somebody with really positive energy in our presence, it uplifts us. So you go to an opposing soccer uh, pitch mm -hmm. where there's hoodlum shenanigans craziness i don't know if you guys ever been to a european soccer match it's off the chain we, no, I want we don't to, have anything. i've been to a local one but i want to go to one for sure we don't have anything close to in the united states the, the amount of activity and the, the 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 music the chance the you know it, it, it's it's one of the things that you need to see if you call yourself a sports fan put that on your bucket list but my point is this so consider he and his wife are probably at their darkest hour and they he's been in this venue before being called everything but a child of God. Mm -hmm. And they stand up and salute this his, him and his family. Can you imagine the positive energy mm. that in a dark time that gave him? I mean, that makes me get emotional thinking about it. Yeah. So that that is uh, uh James, I'm glad you, you know, brought this story up. I did hear about um them losing their infant son. I did not hear this follow-up story. So this is this is wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. Appreciate that. And, and that, again, just, just that perspective, because again, you've been there either as, as a player, as a spectator, as an analyst. So, so you've been in that, that, that realm and seen this kind of thing. But, but again, this just hopefully folks, there, there's room for improvement. We can always do better. We can always be better. And there is good 
um, amongst the masses. So listen, Stephen Barter, you, you were part of team no sleep tonight, brother. You, you, and you, you came in and you knew at Montel put the, the gloves on. I, I, I put y'all full screen and, and both of y'all came out unscathed, man. We appreciate you for coming before we shut it down. Tell the folks one more time where they can find you because you, you got a lot of things going on and I want to give you these flowers as well, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Bartle's breakdown on Facebook is in my main page. And then you can find me at Steven Bardo on Instagram or Twitter uh, and on uh, my personal Facebook uh, page as well. Not quite up on YouTube as quickly. I do have a page, but still in the infancy stages. So I, I like to tell people more about uh, Bartle's breakdown on Facebook. Awesome. And when do you, you go live with, with your podcast? When? Uh, six o'clock central standard time, Monday nights. And then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm incorporating some other things, uh, in, in the week. So I'm still work working through that cadence, but I do at least once a week at uh, 6 PM on Monday evening. Bruh, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna come and commandeer your, your comment section on one, one of these days. Man. <laughs> oh, oh, but I'm about to be a, a, a mainstay on the viewer side on this show. Hey, Cause y'all so, brought it. Thank you, you, thank you, fellas. This is this is my pleasure. Listen, we tell a couple of folks, and now you got the keys to the front door. You can come in anytime, right? Okay. You don't you don't have to be an assigned uh, guest host. You you got these front. You got the keys. You you know the code to the front door. Come on in anytime. Martel, right. take us take us out, brother. It's always on you, man. man. Say your prayers and keep ten toes down. We out. Golly, thank you, man. Y'all be good yourself. Appreciate it. Share it with anybody that you think that we, uh, if you think we actually had a positive influence on you, make sure you tell somebody. We out. Take care of yourself.